Hello and welcome back to your weekly episode. Well, album holics episode. Uh, my name is Aurelio, and I have an addiction to albums. I'm also a guy with an addiction. <laughs> my name is Andy. What do we have this week for our addiction cure? Uh, this week uh, we took it a little in a little bit of a different direction. Did we really though? You've chosen I mean, all the rock bands three times uh, in a row. I mean, I wouldn't say three times in a row. What's your last three? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> three. three of the last four. Three, yeah, okay. Well, anyways, uh, this week we had Cage the Elephant. Actually, I mean, load, reload could possibly. There's a few songs <laughs> that could fit in there. I suppose, yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, Cage the Elephant. Uh, they used to be a U.S. based band, but then they moved to the U.K. after their first uh, album came out. So I guess they're a U.K. based band now. I did see that. I think, I don't know, one of their members used to be when they moved to uk he was only 16 so they oh, had to really? get they had to get his parents to sign over parental guardianship <laughs> to the band oh, so they could move that. to the uk with him oh wow, i didn't see that could you imagine that you're 16 and your parents are like, i'm moving to the uk because i had a successful right album. Like, yeah let me sign my guardianship over to this band <laughs> right but yeah uh, let's go ahead and get started here with their first album uh, self-titled Cage the Elephant, Cage 2008 is the release date. Andy, what did you give this album? You gotta start with me, don't you? Yep. Okay, so I'm with C. All right, why'd you do that? I'm gonna tell you. This man had the same singing cadence on every single song. <laughs> not not style, cadence. The way he uh-huh. approached, like a string of lyrics, it was just the same way every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few songs I thought were, I mean, obviously, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah. What other songs Which, did you like? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm okay, getting to okay, that. Okay, okay, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> but I also did, I, I told a few people this I talked to, I really thought Ain't No Rest for the Wicked was a Beck song. Really? Yeah, just from oh, the well, instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not once he sings, and as my friend said, he's like, it's not weird enough to be a Beck song. Which <laughs> it's true. You ain't wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh... I think I like Judas was the other song I liked. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't know. Rock's just really not my thing. Okay. Why do you say, what do you, what is something that you don't like about it? Yeah, I don't do like about Alderac. Uh, I don't think it's, well, at least, so I think there's two different versions of Alderac, right? Or there's a few different, depending on the decade. Yeah. And there's 90s Alderac, which was like fastball. Uh, I mean, there's 2000, 2000s, which is kind of like this, and then there's 2010s. For most of what I don't like is it's just not, it's not overly exciting. It doesn't like pique my interest when I listen to it. I don't mind all the rock, or I don't hate all the rock in the way like I want to gouge my ears out every time I hear it. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things to be riding in a car, and somebody plays it. I, you know, I wouldn't mind it, but it's just really boring. The songs don't have much um, change to them as the song goes. What this, the, what you hear in really like the first 30 to 45 seconds to me is kind of what the, the song, song is as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's not too many, um, I mean, when I say breakdowns, I, know, I, I know what we both think of, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not the same way, right? Yeah. It's not too many transitions really. I mean, there are, I mean, there's always exceptions, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just a few three bands we listen to, but, it's the guitars 
I mean, they also just kind of sound the same. They're pretty simple chords to the most thing. You know, it's not like it's a four chord pop song, but I mean, it's just it's just really not exciting, and none of it really catches my attention. And most of it just again. Would Would you feel the same way about punk music? You, like pure punk music where it's like three chords repeated yeah super yeah. fast or, yeah yeah i'd like pure punk punk rock that's a little different mm-hmm. i mean i think that's kind of what like draws me more to metal is there's those transitions and the breakdown and changes the changes and i mean there's some really good musicians and i'm not saying that old rock doesn't have good musicians right yeah, yeah. but i feel like when there's a lot of things in like metal and harder rock that like they kind of push themselves and i feel like you don't find that a lot in old rock I mean, maybe a little more in, like, the 90s and the 2000s Alt Rock. The 2010s Alt Rock is the one it's I really dislike. Which get a little lazy. It gets it gets real lazy. It's real more um, radio safe. I kind of – I'll touch on this, too, more, because that's where most of KJ Elephant's albums are. They're yeah, in the 2010s, 2010s Alt Rock scene. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking, like, Alt Rock, like, 2010s, I think of, like, Imagine Dragons. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they're the, they are probably the biggest alt-rock band yep. in the 2010s. And it's it takes a lot of um, electronic influence and adds it to it. But it's not in, like, a creative... It doesn't add, really add to the song. It's mm-hmm. just... It's not... It's it's not bad music. It just isn't my preference of music. Yeah. It, it just doesn't have anything, one thing I enjoy. Like, when... Again, like... I mean, big metalhead, right? Like, when I listen to metal... You know, there's there's songs I like specifically because the drums are killer. You know, there's a lot of Machine Head songs where I really like mm-hmm. the drums just carry it. Yeah. A lot of Lamb of God songs where the drums carry it. A lot of Megadeth, Metallica, where the Testament and those kind of bands where the guitars carry it. Mm-hmm. Rarely here and there, there's some vocal performances. <laughs> you know, I mean, Maiden, Dio. Yeah. You know, bands like Dave, obviously. Oh yeah, Dave Slayer. <laughs> you know, those big bands. I listen to some like older country too and. A lot of that's great because it tells a story, you know. It that's what it's big into. You I just don't, don't feel, feel like old rock has that one thing where it stands out. It's just kind of, just to me, it's mediocre in everything. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades, master of none kind of music that's played for the radio. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's 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 just kind of boring, and it doesn't change enough. It doesn't have. Those things that catch my interest, or yeah. the lyrics are, for the most part, they're always out there. They don't really tell a story, or uh, they're just. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're not creative because it uh, it mm-hmm. still takes skill to write a song or put albums out. And obviously, these this is a big, well accepted band. Yeah, yeah. I'm not big. I'm not disputing that. I'm not hating. I don't think anybody who likes this band is like dumb or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just from my perspective, these are the things that I don't enjoy about alt rock. Yeah, and. We were talking before we started recording was where I was like, I used to think I did like alt rock because that's what, and I, for my example, was a lot of the Chili Peppers song gets labeled in that alt rock in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But the more I've, we've kind of been digging into it, I, the more I realized, you know, it just doesn't Not have anything thing. that interests me. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, those those two songs, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked and Judas, mm-hmm. were the ones that kind of caught my ear a little bit. Yeah. And I thought that this album was definitely, you. a lot of these albums I feel like you can tell the decade they're written in. You know, like this one was more like late two or late, yeah, late 2000s, whereas it was more of a sound the rock sound still, you know? Yep. The still, yeah, I was the gonna, instruments. I was going to touch on that. And, yeah. you know, it still sounds more like they're actually playing the instrument. I mean, I'm not saying they're not, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the later ones, you could tell they were more a product of 
2010s where the, the radio scene all the rock changed yeah but yeah. I mean I I didn't think they were bad I didn't really hate any points of the album mm-hmm. I just didn't really have any high points either to me okay what is uh that's that's uh that's fair yeah yeah not just liking it for more than one right reason, I'm, yeah. and like I said I'm not shitting on anybody who likes these kind of music there's tons of people who would disagree with my <laughs> metal yeah. you know right like, yeah. or like the, how I know, feel they, about country or or that you didn't like cake yeah dude <laughs> so many people have given me crap about that but you know I mean this this record and this band have won their awards and they have sold I mean this is a platinum selling record yeah, right this, this is their highest selling yeah. album and it's that way for a reason mm-hmm. and I get that it's just you know, music is 100% subjective. You like what you like, and you don't like what you don't like. Yeah. And when I turn on music, I'm looking for something that catches my interest. That has these certain criteria points. And all for what do we listen to for old rock? And sure, I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to hear a band. I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, this I'm just awesome. listening to the wrong old rock. Yeah. But so far, the three that we picked, or you picked, just haven't. But again, you know, more power than anybody who likes this. And I mean. Yeah, I just don't want people to come at me thinking yeah. you just hate this band. No, I realize that they're successful and what they do is good, and they are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't personally, yeah, catch my interest. Yeah, well, okay, I'll stop choosing alt rock bands. No, 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 I I'm want gonna, you to I'm choose. I'm gonna what choose you... grindcore next. Oh okay? my god, I can't <laughs> wait to get them pig squeals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I want you to choose what you want. Yeah, if you want to yeah. do like an alt rock, that's fine. I'm not yeah blaming you. I'm not suffering through it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about you know like me hating it. Cause you're right. I, like I said, I'm. You might pick a band, and I'm like, okay, you know. This was pretty good. This yeah. is pretty good. I've been listening to the wrong old rock, and it's like I want to check out more like this. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where we're here, right? Like we might not like the band. Yeah. But maybe we'll find something new. Maybe mm-hmm. there will be a diamond in the rough. Yeah, that's true. Maybe someday. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. Well, with this album, for me. Uh. I gave it an A. I went the complete opposite way yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh, and so I've never really heard of this band. Well, I've heard of them. But I never really listened. I don't think I ever heard a single song by them. And I was shown a couple songs beforehand. And they're like, you've never heard this? you never heard this? And I was like, no, I've never heard any of this. So I was like, okay. And I went in completely blind. And I was the first time I listened to this album – I thought it was, you know, I thought it was okay. I, I gave it like a B the first time I listened to it. And then I listened to it again. And then I listened to it again. This is this album I listened to three times. And then over the course of that, I really started to like it. And I really, there's not a single song on here that I don't like. Ooh. I listened to this whole album and I like every song on here. So I think it's a great album. I understand why it's, a platinum album oh yeah me too and and what you were saying earlier is that it has more of that rocky um you know heart kind of you know the alt rock yeah whatever vibe and sound to it that is true whereas all their other albums they do change their sound quite a bit um but with this one i think they were perfect on this album with their sound their musical style their way the instruments sounded just everything i thought this whole album was really great um it was funny too when i was listening to this mm-hmm. this is before i had read anything on the band and you're right i didn't realize how big like this band was 
Mm-hmm. But it was funny when I was listening to it. I was like, man, it sounds like a band you would find at South by Southwest. <laughs> and then I was, when I was reading, I was like, oh, they got found at, at South, South by Southwest. Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh-huh. I can see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe this is one of those bands that was the influential that changes the old rock sound, right? It could have been. But yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how big this band, this band was. was yeah they're pretty big and i think all of their albums are pretty highly rated at least amongst have, you know that type of community two grammy wins her yep. rock album of the year yeah i couldn't believe that the only thing i'd really known them from was that borderlands commercial where they played in arrest for the wicked i think really? it's the first or second borderlands yeah oh, it was, it was a big part seen. of the it's a big part of the, the marketing strategy for borderlands oh okay oh well, i guess i never saw that commercial or whatever but, um, like I said, I thought it was a Beck song, so you know, it shows you which I know. Yeah, right. I don't even listen that much Beck. <laughs> like I just know Loser. Just, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the only song I know by him too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like I even would know what a Beck song sounds. I just remember that part in Futurama where him and Bender start the band. Yeah, and yeah. Bender plays the washboard. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, Futurama! Oh, what a great show. Um, but yeah, I really like this album my favorite songs on here i uh, i think it would be hard to choose my my favorite favorite songs i really like backstabbing betty i like ain't no rest for the wicked and i think i like back against the wall i'd say those are my three favorite but i do like every song on this album so i think it's a great album i gotta ask about a singing cadence though okay did you find that it was like almost the same exact style on most every song this is the only album I felt this way. Mm-hmm. Just his cadence, and it, maybe it's just a de- debut thing. Yeah, it sounded like he, you know, just was. This cadence worked for him. How he sang the songs, and he just ran it on the ground. Uh, I mean, I, I I understand where you're coming from, right? And I I don't necessarily feel that way. Okay. I don't think that he like ran it into the ground. I do know what you're saying. Yeah, that it kind of was similar. And, every song but i think that's just the structure of a lot of the songs yeah but i um, mean that's what i'm saying like so, there wasn't much variety in the way he's yeah he put the case because like i said it's the only it's the only album i, I think this i way. think the next album has a, he has a different cadence problem but that's a little mm-hmm. touch on that in a second yeah but i mean, I don't know it just felt like you're right he had the one writing style right mm-hmm. maybe because again debut band coming out of nowhere the style worked with him we got them yeah fans so you stick it and you ride it till it dies. Mm-hmm. Um, like Wolf Mother? Yeah. <laughs> now, Wolf Mother, whole nother problem. Like, nobody <laughs> could work with it, dude, so they abandoned the whole thing. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, but... Uh, I don't know. I just felt like he just he just stuck with that cadence too much. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, do you think he's doing the dice move too much? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if you're good at one thing, right? Yeah, it's the only album I felt like he did it. it was, I was yeah. kind of worried, though, after, like, half Listening the day, I was like, it. man, is this... It's gonna have the same cadence on every song, every every song for every album. Mm-hmm. But I was I was proven wrong on that. Yeah, do I feel like a broken record every week? The singer sucks. <laughs> you need to you need to find a band that we do. I've done. You really like the singer, like you love the singer. Well, I mean, Robert still really like Sabotage the singer. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. I mean, I've been. I think I think he's crushing that out. He's he's he was better after. Um, like in the later the 
albums. Yeah, not the first few. I did not like it when in the eighties and like the early nineties. I mean, though. Streets and Streets uh, was well, okay. Streets. I still like. I still like Hall of the Mountain King more than you did, but yeah. <laughs> I thought. But yeah, the first few. I don't know. Once the production value got better. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I like King Diamond to a point. It's just I don't like King Diamond consistently. Consistently. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, so. The bands where I think they're great singers are the bands I won't pick because they're some of your favorite bands. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's not as fun. Yeah. But maybe you'll pick a band someday where I'm like, man, the singer's great. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't have a good track record so far. But that just proves we you know, we look for different things out of bands, right? Except Yeah. We both like Megadeth and Slayer and those aren't singers at all. <laughs> They're people who yeah, they're vocalists. perform vocalists. Yeah, yeah. there's a difference. I still think there's a difference between a singer and a vocalist. There is. There is. Yeah. So, anyways. But, yeah, on to their next album here. Uh, Thank You, Happy Birthday from 2011. What a name. Yeah, that was, was an interesting name. I was reading but. that this one was, uh, where'd it go? This was heavily influenced by punk rock band punk mm-hmm. rock as well as bands such as the pixies and nirvana yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty accurate yeah and i and i also read some little background on this album <clears throat> uh at this point apparently they were kind of struggling to i don't know just create an album right they had i think it said over 80 songs that they had written oh boy in that, that was you exciting. know to put on this album but they ended up not choosing any of them and they were just kind of burned out, it seemed. Um, Which is weird for your second album, right? Yeah, like, for their be second out album. And yeah. And they, the, especially the vocalist, uh, he said that he found, like, no inspiration in writing lyrics or just performing in general for, you know, an album. So, um, but they did end up choosing 12 songs. They were able to get 12 that they felt were good. And with this album in particular they wanted to go with every song sounded like a different band made it so oh yeah i would not have guessed that really yeah okay also well, i i did find something that was funny that that this span or this album debuted at number two on the billboard 200 mm-hmm. and it lost out to cakes Showroom of Compassion. <laughs> oh, did it? We really just come full circle oh, with this, wow. don't we? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to ask me, because I think I cut you off before you were able to ask me what I gave this album. Yeah, Andy, what'd you give this I album? I guess I'm a C. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a recurring grade here. Nah, maybe not. Maybe. Okay. Probably, though. Uh, Man. <sighs> just, I don't know. It was just kind of the same. I don't really think it. I mean, okay, I could see it a little bit. I can see it a little bit where this you say they said wanted to be like a different band for every album, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think Aberdeen and Sell Yourself were probably maybe even right before your my eyes were the three songs I probably liked the most. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this was definitely more on the two thousands indie. Yeah, and this was more of that punk rock. Kind yeah, of album. which again, punk rock. I don't hate punk rock. 
it's more just legitimate like straight up punk or it's mm-hmm. you know fast yeah. paced same fucking it sounds like Lars we took out the fills uh <laughs> god Lars gonna listen to someday and like sue like, us what the hell defaming yeah. our band <laughs> defaming his you're name. the reason we haven't sold any records you and your 17 people that listen every week yeah right I'm just kidding I don't know I mean Indie Kids I did not like at all that's the one song that if you Indie Kids yeah I, and I know it's I supposed gotta, to be like a... I got to agree with you on that one. I it's really supposed to be like a satirical... One. I don't know. It was just... Mm. Mm-hmm. There was another song that was like heavy punk. I don't remember the name. But I was like, yeah, this is this ain't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was... I'll, okay, I'll say one good thing about this album. Mm-hmm. Is I did like that if that's what they're going for, for the sound like it is a different band. They nailed it. it. They, they did. I guess, yeah, they nailed it. But I liked... That this had more variety than their their next yeah. later few albums did. Mm-hmm. I like I can appreciate that, going li- like looking back. But man, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. Those three songs, Aberdeen, Sell Yourself, and Right for Your Eyes were the ones where I was listening to it and I took my phone out to look at the the song name to remember it. Mm-hmm. Not because I liked it. I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't terrible. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna have. <laughs> be honest with you. I'm not gonna have that much to really like. Touch on, yeah, yeah. Other than, I kind of these songs weren't terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I also I also gave this album a C. Okay. And the reason why I gave it a C is because I really like that first album, just the way it sounded and everything. And then this one comes in, and it's just like, who who even is this band? Right. Ever and when I was listening to it, I didn't know anything about this band or this the album. Sorry. And I was just listening to. Him. I was like, "Is this a bunch of B sides? Like, or is this? Yeah, just, right. Did is this like I was make? I wasn't sure if I was listening to their next studio album. I thought it might have been like an EP or something. Um, but when I was reading about it, now I understand where they're coming from. Why this album sounds the way it does. Um, I thought it was okay. There was a lot of times where I was just like, "What is going on?" Like this song, this album, yeah. wild all over the place. Um, but I did like Aberdeen. I liked uh, Shake Me Down, and I liked uh, Right Before My Eyes. I felt those were my favorite songs on this album. But I did put What the Fuck for Indie Kids. <laughs> Dude, I was it like, really what is. even is this song? Like, I understand, you know, the background behind it, I guess. But Ugh. just yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the ones where it catches your attention, not in a because good way. Because it's so weird and yeah, I, I just did not like that song. Yeah, it was definitely not not song I was uh, I was feeling. Yeah, <laughs> so put it mildly. But yeah, I mean it was it was all right. I mean, they definitely did nail the sound of like every song was sounded yeah. different you know yeah and once you said that okay yeah that makes a little more sense i wouldn't guess that yeah listen to it i would have thought more like because like these guys are just all over the place in their songwriting mm-hmm. not like that they couldn't yeah come up with anything consistent for an album they just yeah. put out whatever yeah yeah but yeah these are i guess these are the songs that they felt were the strongest out of those 80 that they made how so. bad are the other ones then <laughs> it makes you wonder yeah <laughs> Or maybe they were really good, just not or maybe for that time period, you know. And maybe they carried a few over to the next three albums, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't write eighty songs and not use at least 
and only use 12 of them. I don't Unless know. Unless they were just trash. I don't know, man. Metallica, they sell their riffs. Dude, every every riff they sell. I still is... can't believe they tried to pull that shit on eBay. <laughs> we have all these riffs we own used. Do you want them? Yeah. They're like, every riff is grade A, 100%. Yeah. You know, Metal. like, or that and it's going to be like a hit. Yeah. Like, every riff is going to be a hit. Bro, half the shit you put in your albums aren't even hits. Yeah. It's because of Lars, though. <laughs> you know? I was watching a Rick Beatum video the other day, and if you're big into music and you want to feel like you've never, you don't know a damn thing about music, watch his video. Watch his video. But he was talking about um, Lars's drumming, and he's like, he likes to really popularize what I like to call caveman fills because they're <laughs> just easy to do and they fit in. <laughs> and I was like, bro, that is the most apt description I have ever heard of Lars's drumming. Is they're just caveman fills. <laughs> I've never heard that. I gotta go find that video. Yeah. I think it's on the one makes the song great. I think it's one of the Metallica ones. Oh, is it okay? He just watch talks that. about it. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's just they're just what he they're just what I like to call caveman feels. They're easy and they fit the song. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn. That's you ain't ap- wrong. That's an apt description. I feel like every episode we have touched on either Lars's drumming or just Metallica as a whole. Yeah, yeah. You would um, think Metallica's are both our favorite band. I mean, they were my favorite band for when I was younger, before I discovered Megadeth. But you know, yeah, until I found the one true king. Yep, Dave <laughs> Riffmaster, <laughs> the Christian rock man Megadeth. <laughs> God, I can't wait to get to that Megadeth one someday. <sighs> man, seven we're... hours later. Yeah, that's gonna nobody's be gonna be listening. We're just gonna have to do a two-hour episode on each album. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. But, anyways, we're not here to talk about. You would any of the other bands you would think to talk about. I do. I feel Cage like we have elephant. we have this segment every time where we we're just tangent off and yeah. And we're, like, we're not here to talk about X band. We're here to talk about Y band. <laughs> but that's just us discussing, know. you know. When you but yeah, <laughs> Cage the Elephants next album here, uh, Melophobia from 2013. Uh, I gave this album a C plus. I thought it was more of a return to kind of what uh, I liked on the first album. It did sound a little bit different. And the closest comparison, at least for the singer, for me, is he sounds like the singer from 21 Pilots. And yeah. Just, just that vocal style, which I think, which they continues for the next two albums. Um, and, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than it's kind of like high pitched and it has like an echo behind it. I'm, I'm not really sure if that's a great description behind it, but that's what it sounds like to me. But. I would say that was one of the things I want to touch on too is they use a lot of effects yep. as a band. Mm-hmm. And at least, especially like these these three albums at the end. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of vocal effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of looking at this. Uh, the track listing on Spotify is different than the Wikipedia page one. Oh, is it? Yeah. What do you... Because I was going to say, I really like the first three songs off this album. Oh, wow, yeah. But I don't so I don't know which one's the real track listing. Yeah, when I listen to it on Spotify, Cigarette Daydreams is number one. Yeah, because I... And then Wikipedia, it's Spiderhead. Mm. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I also gave this record a C. Mm-hmm. And but after the first three songs, so the first list two of the first two songs is like, all right, this is actually kind of 
Yeah, kind of decent. And that's actually what I put and the first three songs. I really like those songs. Although I wanna wanna clarify the reason I said when I first listened to it, because I was like, wow, let me go back, and I went back to listen to Cigarette Daydreams and pay more attention, and my opinion kind of went down a little more. It was just I kind of maybe half listened to it mm-hmm. while I was doing something else. I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. But then when I listened to it, I don't know, the lyrics and just kind of the structure song, I was like, uh, okay. But yeah, the first three songs, at first I was like, all right, this is, this sounds like this might actually be a decent album. Yeah. And then I don't know what just happened after that. after that. Like, a lot of the songs that caught my attention by them, I think, were slower songs with less instruments mm-hmm. that were sounded more acoustic. Or there was a few. There's a lot of songs in this album and the next two where it almost sounded like like it was part of the loudness war. Like they just jacked all the tracks up to ten mm-hmm. and everything was trying to play over each other. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. And I think that's part of this time period yeah. and just music in general. From what I see nowadays, it's just everything. There's there's no um middle anymore it's either lows and and the top end you know for everything there's nothing no sounds in the middle anymore so the deep bass and then there's like really high ends everything's just turned up to the max you know um so i think that's just part of you know the time period but yeah i i think you're right um i don't know i don't honestly it was just those three songs that caught my attention Cigarette Dreams, Come a Little Closer, and Telescope, but mm-hmm. I don't know. When I went back and listened to Cigarette Dreams, it it wasn't as good as I thought it was. I mean, it wasn't a bad song. There was still parts I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but a little after listening to it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, it was kind of like of okay, you know, maybe there wasn't, you know, maybe on like a background noise, it sounded better, mm-hmm. and then coming back to listen to it as like full attention. So I don't really listen to these. Where I just sit down, mm-hmm. just, I always I'm always doing something in the back, so it's always like that's why when a song catches my attention, I'm like, all right, what's the name? Or yeah, I'm, or I look at it, or damn, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it, whatever I had heard without fully listening to it, I didn't enjoy as much when I went back. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense? Yeah, it it kind of does. Yeah, mm-hmm. first impression, and then when you actually really pay attention to it, yeah, it's like, like well, eh. not as good as I thought it was, you know. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a decent album. Um, I do want to touch on the album name though, Melophobia, which is apparently the fear of music. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I thought that. was kind of, kind of funny. And the album art for this is kind of wild. Dude, it's trippy. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a little trippy. If you, if you're listening, you should go check it out. I, think I just see too that this was them trying to find their own sound. Yeah. Which is weird to say, like three albums in, that a band's trying to find its own sound. Yeah, they, they said they wanted to remain transparent and to remain honest with their songwriting. I don't really know what that which, means. It's, yeah. It, Unless you're plagiarizing other songs, you're always kind of transparent and honest. Yeah, yeah, right. I think a couple of their albums here, they say like they want to get away from their influencers or they want to be true to themselves or they want to just create stuff for themselves like i mean i get that but I, at the same time if you're not like directly ripping off then I mean, it's tri- your own thing yeah right trivium got a lot of that with their early albums right like they were oh they're just ripping metallic off they're ripping metallic oh. off their ascendancy and the yeah. crusade and it's like yeah but it's also kind of it was kind of their own i mean they ended up finding their own thing but <laughs> yeah 
It wasn't, I don't know, those early albums to me don't sound like a ripoff. That's just the best example I can think of off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But I mean, you're always going to play towards your influences, right? Like, Yeah, just kind of in a similar style. But, right. but as long as you're not ripping them off, you know, I mean, what are you really being transparent about? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the only thing I could see you being transparent about, right, is if you're writing lyrics that like touch onto something you're struggling with, right? Like, mm-hmm. But other than that, like, none of these songs would have been like, wow. Really sounds like a transparent. I would, they, if they wouldn't have ever said that, I wouldn't have ever even like, yeah, noticed the difference. Yeah, I mean, shit. People, Greta, Greta Van Fleet's another one where people just say they're ripping off Zeppelin. Zeppelin yeah, Wolf Mother's one where they say they rip off Zeppelin. It's mm-hmm. like, man, those are huge influences. You're more likely than gonna to write music in that style. In that style. Yeah, and then it's and always gonna nothing... be compared to the big band of the style you choose. Mm-hmm. Right, which. Um, which it's kind of weird with Cage the Elephant because I feel like every album is completely different. Yeah. And that's just, to me, the way they sounded. And that's kind of why I don't understand they're saying that they needed to like distance themselves from their influences or find their own sound and do all this stuff. I, I do think that everything's, well, maybe I'm just contradicting myself because every album sounds kind of different. So I guess they don't have really like their own well but it's weird right like clearly they had their own sound they're selling platinum cds and they're selling they're winning album of the year you don't win that without their own sound yeah and i think um uh, their first album went platinum thank you happy birthday was gold and mellophobia went gold also yeah i don't know which two won for best rock album but i mean Mm -hmm. you still don't win those if you're not i mean if if you're ripping another band off yeah you're always going to live with those rumors over your head like i mean like I said, Wolf Mother and Greta Van Fleet, they're both just accused of being rip-offs. rip-off of, of Zeppelin, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. I And I think there's a lot of indie rock bands in the 2000s that would probably cite Cage the Elephant as <laughs> an influence, right? Yeah, so yeah. clearly, it's just weird. It's a weird thing for me for me to hear them say, like, we're trying to be transparent because it's like clearly you're you have- your own band, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did read, it was somebody, I don't remember who he was talking to. It was like, I thought it was kind of interesting in like lyric writing. I don't know, I used to dabble. I think I could do that <laughs> back when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, shit, I wish I could find it. Talking about um, how if you aren't kind of embarrassed of your own uh, song. Oh, it, was Modest, it was Isaac Brock of Modest Miles. If you're not slightly embarrassed to sing, sing the lyrics, you're probably not writing a good song <laughs> right like and i mean honestly that's kind of true because <laughs> if you're if you're writing lyrics you're like ah, sounds cool I'm like ah, uh, yeah does it mm-hmm. it's like probably does because you it flows well and it's natural to you the way you wrote it yeah but it would sound weird and I, I i mean i think that's good advice for anybody that's aspiring to write their own lyrics write write it naturally don't try to be poetic about it yeah if, if you're better writing shit in the storytelling way write in the storytelling way be the next Bob Dylan by telling stories for 45 minutes in every song oh, over an acoustic guitar. Yeah, right. You know, or if you just want to say yeah after every sentence, say yeah after every oh, sentence. Kate James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to write about drinking <laughs> on every damn song because that's all you know, well, then seek help. But <laughs> do that. I'm just saying, it's good advice. Yeah. And I just thought it was a cool little quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
Anyways. But yeah. With that transition. Yeah. The next album here. Uh, 2015's Tell Me I'm Pretty. Tell yeah. Me I'm Pretty, Andy. You, you got a face for radio. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I knew it all along. <laughs> That's why we don't have live video. Yeah, yet. right. <laughs> so, I'd be like Lenny from The Simpsons. Don't tell anybody how I live. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Andy, what did you give this album? Uh, I guess a C. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I know, oh, right? Man, changing it up there. With the exact same reason I did the other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This album's not even that long. It's like 38 minutes, but I kept looking at my, my phone. I'm like, holy shit. How many songs are left in this album? Like, really? It just dragged on to me. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of surprised that this is one of the ones that won Best Rock Album. Is oh. it? Yeah. So it was this one in their most recent album? Probably. Honestly, I don't even have any highlights. I just hmm. really wasn't big on this. Again, it wasn't like bad songwriting or anything mm-hmm. well, no, it wasn't enough to push it to a D it's just this was I think this was the album I started while I was at work mm-hmm. and I had to turn it off because I was like this isn't fast enough this is too boring I can't I can't work to this yeah pace. oh is that when I came up to you yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like this nah because that's when I joked I was like I needed something with a better singer so I turned on Megadeth oh my god I just joked because I was more looking for something that was more upbeat fast paced yeah. yeah but I don't know the only songs really started out and it was a long 38 minute listen for me hmm. alright I feel like I like I touched on all the things I don't like already like at the beginning yeah, yeah. So I feel I feel kind of bad like not really like talking but I, I don't know yeah yeah it's just not my style of music. Yeah. If we're keeping them 100. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I gave this album, I, I gave it a C to C plus. Uh, this, de- this album is definitely more of like a soft rock. Yeah. Kind of yeah, slower tempo. Um, I, the standout songs for me were cold, cold, cold and trouble right back to back. Um, really like those songs. Um, but everything else on the album, I didn't, I didn't really understand the praise that this album got. Like I was reading some other reviews and they're like, Oh man, this album's great. Does this well, it's this and that. And I'm like, I, it's, I kind of see it, but it's just not for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I only like those two songs. Everything else on it was really forgettable. Um, that on this album though, I think the common theme for this album was like relationships between people and, Things like that, and I did. Yeah, I and I think they did a really good job at conveying that in their lyrics, and that's kind of what I thought, you know, the whole way through, like between father and son, or you know, um, romantic partners and just friends and stuff like that. So, um, I know this album was criticized by a lot of people who reviewed it for sounding like the Black Keys. Now, I have never, I don't think I've ever heard a Black Keys song. I think I only know one. I think it's Golden Ceiling is the only. So I don't even know if that's the Black Keys. Yeah. Hell, so, that could be Beck for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't know. I've never listened to Black Keys. Maybe that's one of the bands we'll do here. Oh, yay. Soon. <laughs> Can't wait. But I, I looked up, and the reason why is because uh, the Black Keys singer actually produced this album. Oh, yeah, okay. That so, would make that that would make a little sense as to why people say that but it wasn't it wasn't a bad album i mean it's just very forgettable in my opinion so except for those two songs i like those two songs yeah you know when i was in the middle of like listening so 
kind of done, you know, I mean, this is 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking about, like, man, like every album nowadays sounds like either it, it sounds very well produced. Or overproduced. Or overproduced. You don't really hear any more, like, I mean, maybe you do, and I don't really listen to a whole lot of new music, so I could be way off base. And I also just, I don't, obviously I don't make music, so I don't know, mm-hmm. really. This might even be, not even fact, directly accurate. Might not even be accurate. I yeah. just tongue twister the shit of myself on that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like nowadays you get that because it's just the way the technology is. It's like I feel like back in the day, you had to have your music ready to go, and then you went in the studio mm-hmm. and you recorded. And if you had a good producer and you had the money to put behind the studio, it would sound really it would good. sound better. But now I feel like you can just. I mean, if you want to record at home, if you want to, yeah, if you want to record at home, you could record studio quality guitar for the most part at home if you have the right mm-hmm. setup and honestly it probably wouldn't even cost you more than a grand or two yeah and i mean you know it's just i feel like that's more a thing it's like now that you you don't have to you can go in the studio and i'm sure people still do probably easier for like vocals and all that yeah again i don't know i've never recorded music in my life but i just feel like because of that now if it doesn't work out in your week or two weeks you rented that studio you can set up in a, like a soundproof recording room Mm-hmm. at someone's house and record out of a garage or record out of there you have more time to like fine tune and produce these albums and mix them than I felt like you know mm-hmm. I got we, we've only got the studio for the weekend we got our material when we get in we got to record and then we got to ship it off to somebody else to mix for like a week we can't get in touch with them whereas yeah. you can ship it off and you can talk to them as right they away. do it you know yeah. I mean you you can watch people make music that you've T-Fan's a great example of this he makes music on Twitch while he streams and he brings in other people as he's doing it. Like, hey, I need uh, a part for this, you know? And yeah. Like, okay, let me work. You can watch him work on songs. It's. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just a different way today, nowadays, than it is. And that's why a lot of things sound more overproduced. Because, I mean, there's people just making whole albums in their garage and garage band. And, yeah. You know, you, you got people shooting movies on iPhones. It's just the way the technology is today. Mm-hmm. You don't have that riot or that difference anymore. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, record labels are going away, too, because they don't have to bankroll their collection. This is the whole tangent about a whole yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm like, losing sight of what I said originally. Yeah, record labels are more for the promotion now. Yeah, and because the that's what it is. It's the management, not... It's not even the distribution anymore, because... Yeah, you I can do I that mean, online. Maybe not even the promotion anymore, because you can distribute and you can promote. I mean, if if we got a bunch of people to retweet, if I paid Russian robots to retweet our tweets, enough people would see it, you know? That's true. It's hey, just, maybe we I, should do that. I'm yeah, just right. kidding. That's probably, like, 40 bucks. <laughs> Like they keep getting Facebook notifications, like boost your thing ten dollars. It's like, fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. Yeah, right. You're rich enough as but, it is. Um, no, I don't know. It was, it was, this was just a thought I had while I was in the album of like, you know, why does everything sound produced? And then I was in my head, I just kind of went down the rabbit hole. Like, yeah. Now it's like, you know, and it is. That's but why I do agree. Yeah, it's especially with like rock music, and uh, some metal music nowadays, especially with rock music. I've and I've said this numerous times to you before, like throughout our friendship. Like, dude, I do not like rock music the way it sounds yeah. today because it just feels like everything is overproduced and it sounds all the exact same. Not not, not that you know, the songwriting right. or the song like lyrics and all that stuff. Obviously, they're different, but the way like all the drums sound the exact same, all the guitars sound the exact same. You know, the um, just those types of instruments. There's no variety. That's really. that's exactly. So I know what you're saying. It, and it's funny you say because that's exactly what a lot of my criticism of these last three albums are. It almost sounded like the producer record, or like did these drums on some drum machine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, 
I mean, I, I get ads because I looked up drone for like drum programs. Like these are the best. Like that's mm-hmm. a whole market for just programmable yeah. drums. Yep. You know, I mean, gone are the days where you know you had to do it live. And mm-hmm. I, I always remember the story of like recording drums. And this is the, every time I talk about like people recording drums, I think of this Gene Hoagland. He's the drummer. He drums for Death Clock. He drums for Testament. Yeah. He used to be the guitar tech to Dave Lombardo of Slayer. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about um, there's two stories I like. He talks about I think when they were doing Rain and Blood, he talks about them recording the album, but the producer didn't want to do the cymbals at the same time, so they only did the like the snare, the, the kick, and the toms, uh-huh. and then they went back and did the cymbals. <laughs> and then he talks about recording War Ensemble, uh-huh. and the whole time when he's playing it. They didn't have the bar that connects the double bass, so he had to sit oh, in front of them God. and hold them together. <laughs> and so he's like, every time I listen to that, I can just remember being right in front of the double kick drums, holding those some <laughs> bitches together, yeah. and he's just like, it was just blown into my head. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I think about recording drums, I think of those two stories by Hoagland. Yeah, yeah. Also, that dude's a great drummer. Yeah. Atomic clock. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. It was just when I was listening to these, because like, like you said, Sounds, you know, everything sounds the same. The drums sound the same. Blah 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 blah. That's how I felt a lot about this, mm-hmm. these three records. Where it's just, it's like, okay, this sounds like a very well produced, mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound. Nothing sticks out. Mm-hmm. It just sounds the same. They could have just been a thirty-one track double-sided record for all yeah. I know. Yeah, I mean, gone are the days of, like Led Zeppelin when they recorded when the levy, yeah, when the levy breaks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. They. Uh, their drum set, they placed it at the bottom of a set of stairs and then they put the recording equipment at the top of the stairs. So you got that like weird echo coming through it. And it's like, you had to figure stuff out like that, you know, back then in right. the day. So um, gone are those days. Now right. everything can be made on a computer and it can be all made the same, you know, just. I feel like this is the same argument people had when CDs came out and it's like I like the white pop noise, the white oh, noise, and the yeah, pops the, of the record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest though. Listen to things on vinyl compared to CD yeah, for like the listening experience. If you yeah. have a good set, it's probably a little bit cooler. Yeah, but the ability to, yeah, I don't know. Just the digital age is still better in general. I mean, I'm still gonna listen to shit off Spotify than like go buy a 45 and yeah, spin it up and be like, this is so much better. You yeah. Know? Yeah, but if I was like turning on music in the background, I mean, I still I have a record player, and you know, yeah. I use it from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's still it's cool, you know. It, it does sound different. It fills the whole room. Yeah, you don't really get that loudness war either. I think. You know? No, every yeah, those are more leveled out and grounded. Yeah, unless you get say. the cheap newer ones, or like the the grooves aren't that deep and it fucking skips, like my Kill 'Em All one. Yeah, but anyways, I know cheap reproductions. Yeah, you need the 180 gram ones. But um, no, I don't know. I just thought of that. Like this, like these last three definitely sound overproduced. And then I just kind of went on that tangent about, mm-hmm. you know, it's just easier nowadays, right? Like you don't have to be in the studio. So yeah. Yeah. I, I also don't really have anything else to say. So oh, fair enough. I was just trying to like fill in some th- you know, <laughs> some more background, some more fun stories, some more food for thought type things. Yeah. If you don't, if you can't dazzle them with you know facts, dazzle them with bullshit. <laughs> it's your specialty, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, I, I guess on that note, let's go to their last album and most recent album. Not not like the band quit, you know. Yeah, they're still making music, but their most recent album, 
2019's Social Cues. And this album is the only one to actually have a title track. Really? With I the, didn't notice that. With the, uh, yeah, with the album title. <laughs> I'll give it five bucks if you can guess what I gave this album. Uh, does it I'm not really giving him an album or with a C. It does. Guess what it ends with? Minus. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, really? No, I'm oh, just kidding. Wow. It was like a C. Oh, okay. Everything was like a mid-level C. Oh, okay. Fair. Why did you say that? Huh? I want to hear something new this time. <laughs> oh no, man, I got it done. I don't have anything new. <laughs> that's, okay, that's fair. It's really. It's just. I mean, like I said, it's the same thing. The reason why I'm just not a big old rock fan. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. I, I thought the album was, uh, I gave it a B, kind of B plushish, but I'd say just more middle ground B. Um, I enjoyed listening to this whole album, but there wasn't a lot that stood out to me. Um, I liked the title track, Social Cues, and I liked the first song. I think that's Broken Boy. And I liked the last song, Goodbye. Um, but everything kind of in between there is just, meh. You know, I feel like if it was gonna, an easy listen. Though. If you're gonna end an album with the name "Goodbye," you really should. That should just be your, also your final album. I mean, come on, that's so yeah. thematically fitting, right? I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying yeah. that it should break up. Yeah. But personally, if I'm right, if I'm a band, and I'm making an album, and my last song is "Goodbye," it's gonna be "Goodbye." Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. With the most shoehorned lyrics, just so I can say goodbye. Yeah, right. It's like when people make acronyms, and it's like, well, what's this mean? Somebody's really wanted it to say this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a Shield quote, right, from Marvel. It's like, what does Shield stand for? It's like, just somebody wanted to call it Shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't have to stand for anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was an okay album. I do I do know that uh, during this album, the singer. Um, apparently he did go through a divorce while writing this album so there are a couple songs on here um that were inspired by that i guess how original I'm yeah just right i'm just kidding <laughs> which were uh goodbye um uh ready to let go and love's the only way but um there's not really a lot of uh info around this album other than that it this was one of the ones that won a grammy award in 2020 or january of 2020 so for 2019 i mean i'm not saying this just because this band won grammys mm-hmm. man i feel like the grammys are really lost like that prestige just in general and I, not just because cage the elephant won it just i yeah. want to make that well i i felt that way a long time for yeah, about I the grammys i think that's they're just uh pandering to themselves like look how right. awesome i am you know or look at how awesome this I think Whatever. a lot of that with the Academy Awards too. It's just like those award shows are like the Oscars. It's a circle jerk. Yeah, and I think people, I think more days now you're starting to realize that it's just. Yeah, because I think their viewership is plummeted between like all of those. Yeah, all those famous celebrities that are only care about themselves and look at my brand, look how awesome I am. But whatever. It's not I what we're talking about. I could just end up on a tangent about random. There's <laughs> yeah. so many things I wanted to add to that. But I'm like, nope. Yeah. Stay true to. Give Cage the Elephant their, their time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what about Laura? No, I was kidding. Yeah, right. So, but uh, I I went through and tried to read some reviews about this album, and uh, I didn't really agree with how great some people thought this album was. Fair enough. It was a little more some kind of the 
I would say it's more of an alt rock album compared to like their last two. Um, but I didn't like it as much as their first one. I did Fair think enough. I do think this is their second best album. Wow. Um, yeah. Just my the way you were going, I wouldn't have guessed that. You know? Yeah. But um, I'd like this album other than the middle three. But I still think their first album is the best one. All right. Sounds fair. But all right. Well, uh, Andy, for Cage the Elephant. I mean, I, what would you give this band, man? I can't give anything other than a C, right? Like, <laughs> no, you can give them an S. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate all their songs, but God, they're just an S tier band. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, no, nah, I mean, it's a C. I mean, this is that quintessential band to me that it's like you ride in the car with somebody and they put it on. I'm not gonna suffer. It's not gonna kill me to listen to it, but mm-hmm. it's not anything I'm gonna go listen to on my own. Yeah, yeah I don't even. I mean, there'll be a, like one or two mm. songs that I add to the playlist, but it ain't gonna be much. Yeah. It's gonna be the cake where all I had was the distance. <laughs> <laughs> the distance. <laughs> it was funny. I was looking at that today, and I laughed as I was scrolling through because I was trying to find Jesus saves, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that cake one, one song, <laughs> the one cake song." Yeah. But uh, so. no, I mean, I just gave it a C. It's just not, again, it's not my thing. I hope the person recommended this isn't disappointed in me. If they are, that's they, oh well. <laughs> might be, they might be disappointed in me. Perfect, as long as it ain't me. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's not like I have anything bad to say about this no, band. Neither. Um, I, mean. I would I would probably give them like a C plus to a B minus. I mean, I hope they keep recommending bands too. That'd be cool. But Yeah, yeah. If anybody has any... Oh, band yeah. recommendations, please let us know. Yeah, let me or really one of the others. Yeah. We'll get you my mention. Might not be the next week. Might be if somebody can't think of a band and then they have to like scatter for it right at the end. <laughs> Take a fan request. Yeah. Yeah. But um I mean I really like that first album. I'll probably listen to that a couple more times just to make sure. I do think I'm pretty firm in my decision on that album. Uh, but everything else is just wasn't really for me yeah no, so. that's fair i can agree with that man right. well so wait what was your grade for it i'd say like a c plus would be minus okay. somewhere around there i don't know if you did it but c plus plus what are we coding <laughs> yeah but well i mean i think that about wraps up i almost said fastball i mean i think yeah, that about wraps up cage the elephant <laughs> yeah all right andy what do we got next week? It's funny that you were talking about like Nas liking punk rock. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going I'm to take Paramore. Is Paramore really a punk rock yeah. band? I'd say, I they're more, I'd say they're more like alternative rock. I think they're closer to punk rock. Really? I would, I would be surprised if that wasn't. Yeah, they look like it. Have you seen like their they, look? They, they look like they, mid-2000s punk rock. Yeah, they are... I mean, alternative rock. Yeah, I mean, pop sure. rock. Yeah, um, for sure, they're pop rock and power pop. I don't know what the that fuck is. is. Power pop. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I I would say they were like pop em- rock, emo pop. Yeah, yeah, okay, emo. <laughs> yeah, that's just the if Wikipedia I put, description. Yeah, if I had to put the top two, it'd be like pop rock and punk rock. I would say pop rock and alternative rock. Yeah, I don't know, but I I only know. If, I only know three, three songs. or four songs from Paramore. Yeah, I know Crush, Crush, Still Into You, Misery Business, and Misery Business. Yeah, those and are I do the... really like those three songs. So that's kind of where I was like, "Well, let's see what else." Check got. out what else. Yeah, have. yeah. So and she's a pretty good singer. So you know that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. So 
just kidding. <laughs> I was dead staring at a ruler across the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, check out check us out next week where we check out Paramore. Yeah, tune Hope, in next week. Hopefully we like more than three songs. And please, if you have any song, album or artist recommendations, yeah. we are looking for recommendations. Yeah, I mean anything. I mean, any genre of music. Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, YouTube, text, in person, in person. Yeah, snail mail. We don't. I'm not giving you my address, but, but send it somewhere. Maybe it'll get to me. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys. But thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Check it out next week.